Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you are at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Thank you for listening to today's Hope Along the Journey podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Cravens, your podcast host, and it's a joy to have you listening to the podcast. I have a very special guest here today with me in the studio. It's great to have Holly Lentz with me, and Holly is works with the hospice, and she's in the hospice field, and what she does, she connects people to hospice sources and hospice help. And if anybody knows anything about a hospice, it's a wonderful, wonderful ministry. So, Holly, I'm glad you're here today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. We talked about this some time ago, and finally we got it on our schedules, and here we are today. Well, Holly has got a very special testimony that she would like to share today. When I met with her some time ago, we talked about the podcast, and both of us felt like God kind of led it in a different direction, and that was for Holly to be able to share what God's grace has powerfully done in her life and how God has transformed and is transforming her life. But before we get there, Holly, why don't you share with my listeners a little bit about who you are, maybe something I don't even know, or maybe a hobby or something you enjoy doing. Just tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, something that uh, my husband and I have recently discovered now that we're empty nesters and we have all the time in the world <laughs> is hiking. And my daughter, for many years, she was a naturalist down at Cincinnati Parks. Oh, really? Okay. So she's shown us some amazing trails. And, um, you know, I've just discovered how restorative it is mm -hmm. to be in God's creation. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those people too. Like if I can if I get south of here and get on the double A highway, mm -hmm. it's kind of like a spiritual experience. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I just automatically feel closer to God when when it, you know I, I think of David who said, "I'll look under the hills from which cometh my help." And I'm thinking when I see these hills and hollers, it's just something spiritually begins to happen inside. So you you use some of the trails here in the greater Cincinnati area too. You've walked yes. some of these? Um, I'd say Sharon Woods is one of our favorites, the Gorge oh, Trail. Okay. It has okay. about five waterfalls. Really? So if there's been quite a bit of rain, it's a great time to go and just watch the waterfall, and it's just so relaxing. That's great. Well, I've got to try that trail then. Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. And it makes me want to put my boots on and get out there <laughs> and get going. And, and probably that's what I need to do. But Holly, I'd like for us today to to talk a little bit about your walk with Christ, and and like I said, where you've come from and to where you are today. So let's just kind of go back. Let's go back to your early days of Christian faith, your early days of, of trying to follow Jesus. Kind of take us back and tell us what those days looked like. Sure. So I grew up in the church, and I thought it was about being good. Mm -hmm. And so I... Um, strayed from the church pretty quickly. But about 24 years ago, my son was a babe in arms. Mm -hmm. 
my mom was in the hospital on the ventilator. She was severely mentally ill, and she ended up um, aspirating. She was on accidental overdose on the ventilator, Mm -hmm. and I was her legal guardian, and I had a decision to make. And I was honestly afraid if I took her off the ventilator that I was going to go to hell. And I had some people close to her, family members that weren't on board yet. So I realized that I needed the Lord because I, my sister said, well, I haven't heard from the Lord yet what to do. And I said, are you crazy? Like mom, like I don't hear from the Lord. People don't hear from the Lord. Right? So that's when I accepted Christ. Mm -hmm. And because I knew that I needed to hear from him. And ultimately, he did give us direction. We did take her off the ventilator. And, you know, um, about six years later, I ended up in hospice work. And I do believe that that experience that got allowed with my mom and having to make that decision has truly helped prepare me for this sacred work. Yeah. And it, And that is amazing because... I've talked to a lot of people who have shared with me that the calling, the vocation that they came, that they eventually moved to, that there's normally some life-changing event mm-hmm. that did something in their heart that began to move them in that direction, and that it makes perfect sense, Holly, why you would do what you do today, and because and you feel so strongly about what you do, and you're very passionate about it. So you began that walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how was that going in those early days, and and what what some things eventually happened in your life as time went on, didn't they? Yeah, um, my husband is an unbeliever still to this day, and so I kind of dabbled in church a little bit, mm-hmm. and the kids got confirmed, and we did go to church some, but then um, my daughter was kind of the spiritual leader in our house. And when she went away to college, I just kind of fell out of church. Mm -hmm. And um, I still believed in God, but I wasn't seeking after him. There's a difference too, isn't there? Yeah. There's a huge difference. There's a really big difference for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, So it was about five years ago. um, I knew that... um, I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. I was dealing with a lot of anxiety. And so my neighbor friend and I decided we're going to find a church. Mm-hmm. And I was very blessed to find the Antioch church mm-hmm. in Lebanon at the countryside. Why? That's amazing. Yeah. And because it's um, expository preaching, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the pastor opens up the word of God and unpacks it. Yeah. And really delves into the context of it. And that's that's when I really started um really started understanding mm-hmm. God's word more. Mm-hmm. And that it wasn't just about being good, but about what God did for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it sounds like, you know, what what you're saying is that you were raised in the church, but it was really your real knowledge of what it really even meant to to love and serve Jesus and what it meant to be a Christian was pretty limited for yes. a, a number of years up Very until much so. that period of time. 
what were some other factors that in, that happened in your life during that five years ago or somewhere around that? I think there were some other turning point events that began to take place. Can you share some of that with us too? Yeah, definitely. About a year after I started going back to church, I took a new job and 20% travel turned into 80% travel, mm -hmm. not by my choice. Um, I was a breadwinner in my family at that time, mm -hmm. so I felt very stuck. The expectations of the job were way too high, and I constantly felt like I was not enough. Mm -hmm. So I started really self-medicating with alcohol. Um, I wouldn't say I was an alcoholic. I think most people wouldn't say that, but just self-medicating, and it was destructive. Mm -hmm. And so what happened during that time period is I finally admitted that I needed the Lord and I started seeking him and that changed everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I was still drinking, self-medicating, but I was getting up and I was praying and I was reading my Bible and I've always loved Christian, Christian music. Mm -hmm. But what God showed me through a song was that fear is a liar. And he showed me that fear is actually from the enemy. Mm -hmm. That's right. And he showed me that I could call out that fear. Mm -hmm. He eventually showed me that I could tell it to go in mm -hmm. Jesus' name, and it would go. Um, at that time, he also actually through a, a secular life coach that advertised on that Christian song, Fears a Liar, that I mentioned, mm -hmm. um, I started watching her videos and learned about journaling and learned, I pulled out, you know, say three of the top negative thoughts in my head and I turned them into positive thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I started just repeating them. I wrote them down, I taped them to my rental car repeating them and repeating them. Mm -hmm. And what I repeated honestly wasn't like that scriptural, but it was positive. And I learned that I could renew my mind in that mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until later that I discovered the power of doing that same thing, except using the word of God, which is so, true. so much more powerful mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. just saying something positive. Absolutely. But he gave me enough grace in that moment to get over my fear because, you know, the, the hospice I worked for before that job, honestly, my performance was not that good. It wasn't my fault, but I was afraid to go back to that, the owner of that mm -hmm. company mm -hmm. and ask for my job back. And God gave me the courage he helped me overcome my fear. And guess what? It's the company I work for now. They they welcome me with yes. open arms. Amazing. Yeah. It's amazing what God can do. And sometimes the best things in our lives are on the other side of fear. That's a powerful statement. Say that again. I, I want you to say that again, Holly. Sometimes the best things in our lives are on the other side of fear. Mm -hmm. I just got the chills when I said that yeah. again. Because Satan wants to hold us in fear. He wants to hold us captive. Yes. 
He wants to make us believe that life is never going to get any better. We're yes. stuck where we are. There, there is no future. There is no hope. And, and that, that fear, man, when it gets its icy grip on the soul, it's hard to break that loose. But, you know, as you and I have talked and as, as you know, the good news of the gospel is that Jesus Christ came to set us free. Yes. And to break the power of that fear in our lives. Amen. The the victory has already been won mm-hmm. on the cross right. by Jesus, by his sacrifice and his resurrection power. Mm-hmm. And in seeking him, we can lay hold of that victory that he already has for us. That's so true. And and I want to go back to something that you you said just a little bit ago. You talked about reaching that point in your life where it was like, okay, I can't do this on my own anymore. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard sometimes to humble ourselves and to let go of that pride, isn't it? It really is. Um, you know, and I think my pride was really just covering up. It was a mask mm-hmm. for deep woundedness and insecurity because... My mom, she was either in bed or she was yelling, it seemed like. Mm -hmm. I know she loved us, but she was paranoid, schizophrenic, and manic depressive. So she couldn't give me what I needed. Mm -hmm. And my dad was just trying to cope. Mm -hmm. Um, And he did a great job as far as, as much as he could do as one parent. Um, But, you know, I would put this mask on of being happy and capable and smart but deep down inside Mm -hmm. i felt like i was broken i was worthless that's right and there's so many people like that Mm -hmm. that wear a mask and the facade and it may not be alcohol it may be something else but they're trying to numb the pain they're trying to self-medicate they're trying to put a salve on a wound that that salve will never be able to heal Yes. The only thing that's ever going to heal that is going to be the grace and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ at work in their lives. So so you got involved in a church, and mm-hmm. you're still involved in a, in a wonderful church, and mm-hmm. we're in expository preaching. But you got involved in something else that I want you to talk about. I see the smile on your face because I know <laughs> you like to talk about your small group involvement. Talk a little bit about how all that came to be in your life. Yes. It was about two years ago, and um, there was a Bible study offered in the church. And I said to my neighbor who was with me, my good friend, I said, I can't sign up for that because my husband will be mad that I'm gone on Wednesday nights. He's already given me up on Sunday. And my neighbor, she called me out on that. And so that eight-week small group, actually the leader of my group, had her own group and she invited me to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been going to that small group for about a year and a half now. Mm -hmm. And I have to say it has transformed my life Mm -hmm. because I have learned to delve into scripture. Mm -hmm. I have learned to fight. I have learned about spiritual warfare Mm -hmm. And how to fight. We are there for each other. We pray for each other. 
we teach each other and you know what we call each other out it's important isn't it yes mm -hmm. we have to hold each other accountable i learned that you know just because we li live under grace um actually because we live under grace god gives us a power and everything we need to overcome strongholds in our lives to overcome sin in That's our right. life mm -hmm. um so i you know i was taking advantage of grace like oh the grace mm -hmm. of god covers all my sin right no the grace of god enables me to not be in bondage to sin anymore that's right that's right we're not slaves to it anymore yes you know and that's the thing and we talked about this even before the podcast some there's such a misunderstanding of grace that you know grace covers my sin grace forgives me and we all understand we're saved by grace through faith but there's a component of grace that is that divine enabling that empowers us yes to live that new life that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus all things pass away and behold all things become new and there's that transition from death to life that comes by knowing Jesus Christ but I love what you say about about the small group and about its involvement and and how it's it's changing your life you know you were a bit hesitant at first because because of your husband and wonder what he was saying but why do you think it is that so many Christians don't want to get in small groups. I'm finding it's amazing how many people are scared to really be a part of a small group. What do you think that is? Well, I think, I guess first I want to back it up a second. Um, you know, shortly after I started small group, I realized that I was setting my husband up as an idol above the Lord. Mm -hmm. And boy, that's, embarrassing to to find out to mm -hmm. repent of but it's freedom mm -hmm. repenting of that is freedom and you know and what i found is um my small group leader she quickly became friends with my husband <laughs> oh she did <laughs> and she you know he sees the fruit of the small group in my life yes, and our relationship does. so he's no longer upset about it so i was fearing something i believe the lie of the enemy that my husband again. was going to be upset mm -hmm. um as far as small groups go like i used to think oh i don't want to commit to that like that's just an obligation but what i learned is it is so powerful and now i'm finding myself thinking you know why did i wait so long to get mm -hmm. into a group of supportive ladies mm -hmm. I think one of the things is that I never felt understood. And in this small group, I truly feel understood. Mm -hmm. And that's so important to be able to talk to like-minded believers. Yes, absolutely. And build each other up in our faith because it's a hard world. It certainly is, yes. Most people out there are not believers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you start talking about the enemy, spiritual warfare, they're going to look at you like you have five heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been watching too many episodes of Star Wars or something. Right, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But when you have that group of ladies or gentlemen who understand and support you, mm -hmm. it gives you the courage and the 
just the energy mm-hmm. to carry on. Another thing is I realized that I was in the shallow end of Christianity. Mm-hmm. I'm going to steal this from one of our pastors that said this. God wants us to go to the deep end. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want us just like treading water in the shallow end. Mm-hmm. He wants us to go deep. He wants us to seek him and have intimacy Amen. with him. That's right. And grow in our knowledge of him and our faith in him. That's beautiful. I, and it's so true. Holly, we're going to kind of wrap things up here. But before we do, I, I, I told you I was going to do this. And that is, I want us, wish we could transport ourselves to that, to that, to a coffee shop somewhere. If we could be at Panera or Starbucks and in a quiet corner somewhere, you're seated. And if I could bring somebody and set them at the table who desperately needs to get their life back on track, somebody who's, you know, spiritually they're stuck or they feel like they've, they've lost their way somewhere. Maybe even like you, they're finding ways to, put a patch on their soul and the patch isn't working. What would you say to them leaning across the table and taking them by the hand? What would you say to them would be maybe two or three things to help you get started back on your journey in the right direction? What would you say to them? I would say, just talk to God. Like I've talked to people who are struggling with anxiety and they say, well, I'm saying, all my memorized prayers. Mm-hmm. Don't say the memorized prayer that doesn't mean anything. Talk to God. Cry out to him. Amen. That's good. Tell him that you're scared. Tell him that you feel like a failure. Tell him whatever is bothering you, whatever mm-hmm. is on your mind. He is a good, good father. Yes. He loves us so much that he sacrificed his son for us. And I didn't realize that Jesus, like, he took on the sin of the entire world for all time. Mm -hmm. And that was so painful for him that we can't even imagine what he went through. And so that shows how much God actually loves us. And so cry out to him and... Seek him with all your heart. Seek first the kingdom of God. And all these other things will be added unto you. You know, Mm -hmm. for so long I was anxious and I, it was a generalized anxiety. I thought I have to figure everything out. You don't have to figure everything out. God has it figured out. Mm -hmm. What he, Yeah, what he showed me was that, you know, he gave me kind of a vision last summer. And he said, you know, there's these things above the surface that you can see what's going on and you can make decisions. But so many things are below, just below the surface. Mm -hmm. And he told me, ask me for wisdom. Look in the book of James. It says, if anyone longs to be wise, that we should ask God and He won't hold our failures against us, but overwhelm them with his generous grace. So knowing that we can ask God for wisdom, there is nothing to fear because he's going to give us wisdom to walk in his will, to walk in our calling where if he wants us to go there, he's going to equip us 
with the wisdom and everything we need That's to right. get to where he wants us to go. And, you know, by speaking scripture out loud, I just want to share the spiritual warfare. There are six pieces of armor. Mm-hmm. I would suggest that you read Ephesians. It's a very short book, so it shouldn't take you very long. The one piece of armor that really resonated with me is the sword of the spirit. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's the spoken word of God. I say that out loud every day. And I say, Lord, I am prepared to wield the sword of the spirit. Mm-hmm. That is the spoken word of God. It's a double edged sword. The inner edge debreeds my wounds so you may heal me while cutting iniquities out of my life. At the same time, the outer edge cuts the enemy off in his tracks. So I guess what I want to say is by speaking the word of God out loud and making it into a prayer. Yes, it's so important. It's so important. And another thing I pray every day is, Lord, help me to trust in you with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding. And in all my ways, submit to you, Father, and you will make my path straight. You are already making my path straight. These are the things that really tell the spirit of fear, anxiety, worry. It tells that spirit to flee because he is a liar. And trusting in God gives me a peace that surpasses all understanding that can only be found through knowing Jesus Christ. Amen. That's right. That's so good, Holly. I appreciate that. And just before we close, you, you had mentioned a book that was has been so helpful to you, especially around the subject of spiritual warfare. Would you just give our listeners a title of that book? Yes. This is a book that truly gave me peace. Uh, we did it in our small group. Every week we would talk about it as we studied it. It's by Tony Evans, uh, Dr. Pastor Tony Evans, Victory and Spiritual Warfare. I'll repeat it again, Victory and Spiritual Warfare. And I would recommend that anybody read this or and or do it as part of a small group study. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Holly, it's been a joy to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for sharing your testimony. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Pastor. Well, as we wrap up today's podcast, I want to share with my listeners, and I always do this, Holly, I always share this at the end. I always say that Jesus Christ is truly the hope of the world. And then only in Christ are you going to find hope. But if you look to Jesus, you will find hope along the journey. Is that not true? Amen and amen. All right. Thank you, Holly. God bless you, listeners. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to know more about Hope Along the Journey, or if you would like to make a donation to show your support and appreciation for this ministry, then visit our website at hopealongthejourney.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening. And we hope you'll join us again for more hope along the journey.